March 7th, 2022. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And that makes Don. I'm Don. And uh, yeah, we're back again <laughs> on another show. Here we go. Uh, hey. Nothing crazy medical with me. You still working your job? Still there. All right. Just got off at eight o'clock. So oh, I, all right. I had to rush home, poop. And got your evening shift shower. going on here. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so this week I wanted to talk a little bit about heavy metal. Heavy metal. Um, everybody loves metal. Don and I, that's kind of how we met. We were both into metal. Um, and, uh, you know, um, my brother was kind of uh, really into all sorts of stuff. He was into punk. He was into... Um, uh, hard rock, and then he was also into metal, and then even harder than metal, whatever you want to call that. It was all yep. metal back then, but heavy metal. You know, right. he got really into thrash, right? right. And uh, thrash metal as it came along. And, and so he was introducing me to a lot of uh, different music when I met Don, which was like ninth grade. Uh, and um, and Don was already into metal, right? Uh, he he was into some bands, right? I was more into I was more into like the hair metal at the time and stuff. Yeah, I would say that's true. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, because a lot of the, a lot of the heavier bands were still really underground. I mean, it, it was like, you, you just, again, we've talked about this in the past. There, a lot of it wasn't on the radio. So if you weren't introduced to it, if your friends weren't like, check this out, then yeah, yeah. didn't get a lot of exposure to it. I mean, it just, right. it, it eventually did get a little bit more mainstream or you would hear about it on different things, but it took a while to get there. And so, um, one of the things I was thinking about, because recently, uh, one of the bands Don introduced me to was Sabotage and not a very popular band. Uh, they were on Atlantic, uh, Atlantic's label. I think they may have started out on like a, a smaller label. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, no, that's Atlantic. Sorry. But then they, they got, they got a deal with Atlantic records. And what's interesting about Sabotage is I believe they never had a gold record. Uh, I think that their fourth album did pretty good, right? In, in, at least as, you know, it, it, it showed potential, which was Hall of the Mountain King. And uh, it got some airplay on like Z-Rock and stuff like that. Uh, but um, they never really, um, they never really hit gold. But the, the, the weird thing is, is that uh, before they officially broke up, uh, they had released 11 albums, which is miraculous when you don't, you don't even hit gold. I mean, there's so many bands that did, right? Maybe some right. even hit platinum. Uh, and uh, they didn't have 11 albums before they they broke up or lost their contracts or whatever. Right. Now, granted, if you're listening, you might be familiar with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It goes around those Christmas songs, you know. And uh, that's actually, that grew out of Sabotage. Yeah. Uh, the, the one song they had that's really popular on the radio um, was on their sabotages album, actually, um, which was dead winter dead. And I think it was called like Sarajevo something or other. Yeah. And, and that kind of, you know, made them money, John money, because sabotage was these, really it was these two brothers. It was John Oliva and Chris Oliva. And um, Chris, died in a car accident. He was with somebody else that was famous, right? Like a drummer or something in some band. No, he was with his wife. Oh, it wasn't with his wife. I always get this mixed up. She survived, I believe. Yeah, we, we talked about this previously, but um, on one of the shows. But uh, I, the reason I'm bringing that up is just because recently Ear Music has been re-releasing all of their albums on vinyl. And so I've been picking them up. They're on, actually, Hall of the Mountain King. You know, and they're all higher quality and all that kind of stuff, you know, 180 gram vinyl that they call it and this kind of thing. And so I'm, I'm picking them up as they get released and I'm reading some of the liner notes and things like that. And it was an interesting time for Don and I, because we, um, you know, there was no online anything. So if you wanted to find a record, you'd have to go to the store or a tape and look for, uh, to see what else the band had to offer. And Don and I were, you know, getting into sabotage around the, the hall of the mountain King time period. And we were both finding additional albums from them. We found uh, power of the night fight for the rock 
and you found sirens and the dungeons are calling, which right. these days have been kind of combined into one EP right. or long play album. Still good, by the way. <laughs> right, right. And, and, but what's interesting about that and, and what, what got me on this topic is, is because, um, that album, that sirens album was, was metal. Dungeons are calling is, is metal. I, there's no question about it. And then there's power this, metal. Then they, then they came out with, uh, um, power of the night, which is also a metal album, but more of a, you know, a, a, not, not super heavy, but good. Right. No. Standard heavy metal album, but not thrash. Let's say. Great songs, Power of Heavy Warriors, Power of the Night. Oh, yeah. Great. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then they came out with Fight for the Rock. And that was like the 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 label was saying to them, uh, hey, you guys need to, um, you know, make a, uh, uh, yeah, let, make a rock album because you're not going to get any airplay with this uh with this music that you're playing this heavy metal that you're playing right and and well, this was around 86 when that album came out and i was thinking to myself and and uh you know i was like well when when did metal really get mainstream like when did it hit that it was like acceptable for record labels and stuff to to release stuff because then they did haul the mountain king that did get airplay that was metal right um, and so like as their next album, but it's like, yeah, we had, we talked a little bit about like quiet riot, you know, metal health, but I don't think that was, I don't think that was it. I don't think 83 was necessarily the, no. I remember 83, you know, people were still right. kind of in seventies mode in 83. They were kind of, um, you know, listening to journey and stuff. It was, it was a different time in 83. Now, listen, metal music has been around for a while. You know, if you want to go back to like when metal was coined and phrased and, you know, uh, bands that are heavier, like Zeppelin or blue oyster cult or something. Sure. Right. Sabbath, of course. But I don't think that's mainstream, right? Like those bands got radio play, but I don't think anybody would sit there and say, yeah, that's heavy metal, man. You know what I mean? Like maybe back, maybe some seventies dudes would be like, that's heavy, but it's not the same sort of heavy metal that we grew up on. And so I was like, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm not clear like on like what, when it happened. I mean, I know when Metallica released their one video that made Metallica for better or worse, far more bigger of an act than they were. And they were a big act, but, but, and justice for all, when they started releasing videos, they blew up because all those people that never heard of them because they got no airplay and they had no videos, had no idea who they were. They didn't have friends giving them Metallica tapes. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that was it because Metallica took a while to join the video legions, right? Um, there were already bands out there cutting metal records. So, I mean, Donnie, what do you think? When, when do you think metal metal became mainstream? When did you notice it to be, you know, metal? It, well, I mean, obviously it was mainstream for us and all our friends and everybody, but um, I mean, you, you want to say, I want to say high school. Uh, I don't know which one of our years, somewhere there from anywhere from 88 to 90, 90, 91, something like that, because you already said it, the one video that's, that's, that'll be to me, that's a defining moment. Only because I mean now it isn't. I mean it's not as big as a deal as it is as it was then. Because if you remember back then, the whole big thing was Metallica was like, we don't sell out. We're not, you know, we know we're not going on the radio. We're going to do our thing. We're not going to make videos. We don't need to be on MTV. Blah 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 blah. But then all of a sudden, everybody's like, Metallica made a video, and everybody just went, oh, what? And it went, it got popular. I mean that's what, you know what I mean? It's like all those MTV because it's it was one. So it was, uh, you know, boom, 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 all that had a story and it was like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't thrash metal. It wasn't something. So it it, it was easier to accept. And I, and I want to say that's, it's gotta be around that time, which is shortly after my other point, uh, Z rock. Uh, Cause as soon as, they made a station specifically for that. 
whether or not it failed or whether or not it, how long it went on or how, uh, what it did, they still did it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, I think at, at that point when they were like, we need a station that's just going to play metal. Right. And when they did it, that's, that's so, so in that period, you know what I mean? Somewhere from when Z rock started, when we were what, like freshmen or something like that, uh, walking into Mr. Lang's class to, uh, to, to uh, the one video, which wasn't, it actually probably wasn't that long after Z-Rock, now that I think about it, because I remember having it on videotape and bringing it to school and giving it to people. Be like, did you see the Metallica video here? Take it home, bring it back. And uh, yeah, so I, I'd say somewhere, so so probably like 88, yeah. 89. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's interesting because like, okay, so, you know, uh, Brian goes into the Navy, right? And uh, there's really no medal. And that was around 86, right? Well, he graduates in 86, right? So he graduates in 86. He goes off into the Navy. He gets introduced to metal there for the most part, okay? He was mostly yeah. in band in high school. He was listening to like Rush and that kind of shit. Genesis. Gen- yeah, <laughs> Genesis. Exactly. The police. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm just not that into music at that point. I'm in like eighth grade. And you know how kids are in middle school. You're, you're, you're transitioning at that point. A lot of kids are. You're, you're hitting puberty. You're no longer interested in playing with G.I. Joe. You want to, like, start getting into music and doing adult things, right? You're getting there, you know. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, you know. Doing things that are a little bit more edgy or, or whatever. Let's get into trouble. Let's ride bikes. I don't know. Whatever. And, but I wasn't there. I, I had puberty late. I hit puberty in ninth grade in California, right? So that was like, um, like middle of the year in California. I just like bam and 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 then shot up in and everything. And and high school didn't go well for me then, right? Uh, and so I I didn't um, I didn't get into too much music then at all. Like I was living with my mom, and again, when you're talking about metal back then, if no, if you don't have any friends handing you a cassette tape or a record or something, right, right. you're you're not exposed to it. It's nowhere to be. It's yeah. There's a little bit of rat. There's a little bit of you know, if you want to call Def Leppard metal. There's a little bit of Def Leppard. There's a little bit of uh, Quiet Riot on the radio. Motley Crue and stuff. M- yeah. Motley Crue, right? Van Halen, but all of that stuff is kind of a lighter form of heavy metal. Like it's radio friendly. It, it could have been rock. Right. It just could have been rock. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, it, it, it was those bands lightest tunes and they always played those ones. You know what I mean? You only, you only hear round and round by rat. You don't hear back for more. You don't hear wanted man. You don't hear dance. You don't hear, you know what I mean? So it's like, they always pick the one song that's the most radio friendly. That's and and they just stuck with that one. It, it, yeah. And, and, and so <laughs> no, no, I agree. Sorry. I'm, I'm slightly distracted today, folks. I'm all right. Yeah. Though. Um, and so, I get back from California. I get a, you know, my brother gives me a, a little bit of music um, uh, to listen to, but some of the stuff my brother was listening to was too heavy for me at that moment in time. <laughs> like some of it was just like, it took a while to get to the um, motorhead, uh, you know, the lethal tendencies from hollow Z fire from um, the sky Testament with the t-shirts on our heads. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the King Diamond Slayer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was not. It's not that any of it wasn't good. It's just a lot. Like it's like when you're yeah. when you're first getting into heavy metal, you're going from like a rock thing, and you're trying to get into it. And if you go to that like real extreme, you're like, this is just a bunch of noise. <laughs> this guy's right, screaming, right. and the drums are right. going 100 miles an hour, and the there's a you know, and you're just like, I don't yeah. know what's going on. My my brain's melting. Um, but it didn't take long, right? But I, the good thing about about Don and I was that Don and I actually like a lot of the same kind of music that was more um, like the harder heavy metal, but not super hard. Like before, like let's not go to the Pantera stages, right? So let, let's right. stay in the '80s kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, you liked Queensrÿche, I liked Queensrÿche. You liked Wasp, I like Wasp. We both like Suicidal right. Tendencies. You know, Sabotage, of course. You know, we both like Dokken. Uh, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, the, and, and the weird thing is, is metal, metal was very, um, uh, fragmented, 
right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. there were people that were like, that's not fucking metal, man. You got to right. listen to this, you know? And you're like, right. fuck you. I don't, you know, whatever. I like what people I like. Still do it. Yeah. I know. Well, I know. I know. You're not kidding. <laughs> it's it's always been that way. But I like what I like. I, although it's weird that, like, the, the people that hated some of the stuff that we liked, um, they came around later on. They're like, those guys are yeah. good, you know? And it's like, Psh. all right, you didn't like them back then. But okay, oh. you know, I took a lot of shit back then from you guys over this stuff that I like. Right. <laughs> but but now you guys like it. It's like okay. I I went I went to and I'm not trying to interrupt your thought or whatever, but I I went to a rush show with Oz. And I'm and the whole time I'm just shaking my head like, "Wait, what what are you doing here? Like why are you here?" And he's like, "What? I like Rush." And I'm like, "No, you don't." And I was like, when? Since when? And like, I remember back early on, he hated sticks. Now, love sticks. And I, I, I shouldn't complain because it's like, okay, cool. You like them. That's good. But it, but it's still like, seriously, dude, like, you you never liked them. And you always used to make fun of me for it and stuff. He's like, no, 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 not anymore. And I, they're good. And it's like, whatever. Jerk. Yeah. No, you're right. And Oz is. Uh, this our friend Oz. He was on one of the Midwest Lands talking about fights, but that guy is—he's um, real opinionated and he's real locked in on what he likes and what he doesn't right. like. And if he yeah. likes what you like, he's all about it. But if he doesn't like, then he then he's he'll vocally hated on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we do have other friends like that, but uh, this guy is a real—he um, <laughs> just let you know. You know what I mean? Like Blackie will let you know too. But it's like, I don't know. I have some respect for Oz more than I have for somebody like Blackie. Like like Oz, you know, he, he knows a lot of stuff, but but there's lots of things I disagree with him on too, you know. But I yeah, it's just one of those things. But we but everybody had uh, opinions and things like that about metal music. But I think, yeah, probably around 87, 88, it started to get um uh more mainstream. Like when I got back at like 88. Um, in ninth grade and everything, I think we were, um, uh, on our way at that point, headbangers ball was just coming out or just about right. out. And that I think, I think MTV, for instance, and, th- and this gives you a great idea of where we were with heavy metal. MTV didn't know what to make of heavy metal. Right. Right. So right. they said, Hey, you know what? I guess this is popular with the kids. People want to make videos. The record labels want us to air this stuff, but we're not going to put it on during the day. So we're going to put it on on midnight on a Saturday and run it for a few hours. And if the kids are up and they want to watch it, you know, it's kind of adults only. I don't know. It deals with Satan or something. I don't know. Yeah, but right, you can yeah. tell this is the way MTV was thinking about it, right? And right. it must have just, you know, it must have just exploded. You know what I mean? Like, because it it was really popular. And then all of a sudden MTV's like, you know, we should, we should have like hard 60 and hard 30 and play hard right. rock during the day. You know what I mean? And, uh... It was the same with like a lot of these um, radio shows, not Z Rock, because that was a that was here and gone. Uh, like before, you could you could cough right. it and it's gone. And but um, other things, you would have to wait up until late at night to listen to like uh, uh, some of these metal shows that would be on, say, ninety eight point five or whatever, uh, or, or uh, some of these other stations because they would have a metal show, but it would be late at night, and then they would be interviewing a band or something, and most of the time. You'd be listening to a lot of these things, and there'd be a lot of glam bands that you didn't like on there. Be like, we're going to interview the Bullet Boys tonight. You'd be like, ah, Jesus, I don't want to hear this crap, you know. Um, But every so often, you'd get lucky, and they'd be like, we got King Diamond here, or you know, we got you know Iron Maiden or something. And you'd be like, great, you know, like this is worth listening to or or whatever. And um, uh, a lot of record stores, I think it was a good time for record stores because a lot of independent record stores had opened up. There was like three record stores, three or four record stores at the mall that we went to. Right. Um, and when I call them record stores, people just understand that that's just, that, that's the vernacular. And um, if you're younger and they did sell like cassettes and then eventually <laughs> CDs. And I think even with CDs, we called them record stores. Nobody ever called them CD stores. You go into the CD right. store. Nobody ever. Nobody said that. Um, CD world. Yeah, I mean, or tape world. I mean, you might say like well, you're going was... to tape world, but you're still, in in a general sense, everything was just record stores. They they had that that place on Brook Park Extension across from or like over by where Frankie's is, and it was called CD World. And I remember walking in there, and there was like 
barely anything because that because remember when CDs first came out, they only did certain things. Like only certain albums would be on CDs. And I remember walking in there and just looking around like, there's nothing in here. There's there's you know, it's just funny. But no, no, that's what I'm sorry. I got the I apologize, everybody. I got this text thing going on. I guess gotta end this here. Well, go ahead. I'll tell everybody a fun story. Okay, go ahead. About the past, because like you were saying earlier, how like, because back in our day, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, uh, you know, people posting stuff everywhere. You never knew when an album was going to come out unless they were like promoting it. And they, and, and they didn't promote bands like Sabotage or anything like that. So it was like, you know, you'd always see kiss is coming out with a new album or iron maiden or rush and it's like all these big big, big bands <clears throat> so we never knew and I, I i know i've told the story before but when kevin worked at manchu walk in the mall and i went up to the mall one day and i'm walking around i'm going to i, w- I would do my rotation at the four record stores i'd start on the strip and hit that one then i'd go into the mall and i'd hit record den then i'd hit record world then i'd hit tape world or whatever <clears throat> and i remember hitting my locations. I went to record den, which is in the commons, like directly across from Manchu walk. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, sabotage, 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 gutter ballet. What, what, what is this? And cause at that time we didn't know, we knew Hall of the Mountain King, which I learned from Davey, uh, collector's warehouse. He's, he showed me, he, he introduced me to sabotage. And, uh, so we didn't know we were like Hall of the Mountain King. That's all there is. And then we would find like, power of the night we're like whoa power of the night then they're like fight for the rock like whoa fight for the rock sirens whoa we were surprised because we didn't know we didn't we, we couldn't go on a computer and type in sabotage and be like what albums do they have and so it's like i remember walking in there and finding gutter ballet and i pulled it out and i'm looking at it, i go what is this and i look at the date and it's like this is brand new and i remember buying it right on the spot and then running right over to manchu walk and being like gavin look i'm like it's sabotage it's called gutter ballet it's brand new and he just went i guess i gotta get that it's like yeah it's over there we, I, I don't even know what it's i didn't even open it i was just like i don't even know what it sounds like i don't know any of the songs on it but they got a new album out and that's and that's how that's how it was back then it's like you you would have to go to the stores and search through all your favorite bands because you didn't know you know you know you're like what i don't know what they got oh i've never seen this album before it was so it was it was cool because it was it was it was like a lottery because you didn't know what you were ever going to get. But then when you did get something, you were just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, Sabotage, I think Sabotage is interesting because I think they were ahead of their time. Like part of it is the fact that like uh, – and I think some of the uh, the reason they didn't get the mainstream appeal that a lot of other bands did is John was a little weird. John wrote right. about weird things. Uh, he sang. Uh, he, he sang a little weird, but he also wrote some songs like you know Thorazine Shuffle and things that people were just like, what am I listening to? Or the yeah. hounds, or something. Like, what's going on with this guy? This guy sounds a little. The whack. whip is going to get you. He, he <laughs> was just. He was very. You know, it's like power metal. Like if you're into power metal uh, these days, um, you know, it it it, uh, it it might not seem that odd. But back then, if you were singing <laughs> about um, uh, fantasy, fantastical type things, it, um, right. uh, it it I don't know. But hi, welcome to hell. But but his brother was uh, like an amazing guitarist, just amazing. And, yeah. you know, uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth asked him to join Megadeth at one point um, because he's, he was just that good. And they, they have great tunes. And, and the thing is, is that I say they were ahead of their time because before everybody went grunge and a lot of the metal bands were like, well, now we're kind of a progressive band, like, say, Queensryche. Um, uh, Sabotage was already going progressive at Gutter Ballet. Like, right. like the last real heavy metal album they had was Hall of the Mountain King. And right. Gutter is uh, a good progressive metal. Al- it's it's great, really. It's a great progressive metal album. And Streets that followed it is is amazing. It's a, it's a great album. And there's another fine example. Like, they're like, we need some radio play. We need, we need a song that, you know, we can play on the radio. And John's like, let's do this song called Jesus Saves. And it's like, <laughs> it's not really about Jesus. It's just this guy in the street that we call yeah. Jesus. And, and, and people are like, yeah, and he's probably given some backstory. And, but anybody that listened to it, you know, from out, from out, uh, I was like, oh, this is religious rock, which, you know yeah, what right. I mean? Like, it was like, I don't want to listen to this guy screaming about Jesus. You know what I mean? This guy's striper. <laughs> right. Right. And it was like, of all the songs you could have, you could have picked for airplay, 
that was a bad choice, John. You know what I mean? Like, well, the guy was just drunk half the time, I think, when he was doing stuff. Like, I don't, the label in him, it's just weird. And then what happened was, is uh, uh, um, for medical reasons, and because he was not a very charismatic front man, I think he kind of started out all right. But he gained a lot of weight and uh, just was, as we were, Don and I were saying, was just real kind of um, uh, a little screamy, I guess. Yeah. He, he said, I'm, I'm going to take a back seat. I'm not going to sing anymore. We're going to get a new singer. So they bring in this other guy, charismatic guy, I guess, and uh, he could sing, but um, kind of a block of wood in a way. You know what I mean? Like, just like real uninteresting guy. Like, <laughs> I don't he know very much about him. Uh, I don't even know who he is. R- right. But... I think Zach is his name or something. Oh, Zach something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, um, but it's like Z-A-C, Zach. <laughs> right. And, and like, the guy, um, look, they, they, they then released, like, um, a couple of okay albums. Not great, right? Um, a Handful of Rain, and I don't even know which order. I think maybe it was first it was the um, Edge of Thorns, and then it was Handful of Rain, which had, I think, more production value in that. Maybe because things were transitioning to CD, at that point, but they were a lot more, um, you could tell they were run over by the production stuff. They were really trying to get more airplay. They were trying to be like, this is a, you know, a band that people want to get into and stuff, but it was real, it was real different. And, um, I think they, they really kind of lost people. And then of course they came out with, uh, dead winter dead, which was a concept album about the war in, um, Yugoslavia, basically Kosovo and, um, Bosnia and all that kind of stuff. And that's of course where the Christmas song comes from. And, um, and then, and then like, but before that even happened, I think it was on edge of thorns. That's when Chris died. Uh, and so, um, that was me out and really they probably, (laughs) yeah, they probably, well, I don't know if they should have stopped, but I think that like it, it was a mess after that point a little bit. I mean, Dead Winter Dead's actually a pretty decent album, but the thing is, is that like you know they brought in Kiss Chris Caffrey on guitar, which we liked, but he was more of the rhythm guitarist originally when when um, Chris Oliva, the original guitarist, was there. I don't even know if Chris Caffrey went to lead. I think they got Al Petrelli from Testament um, to play lead, and that lineup was okay. But then there was this kind of like this new singer. He didn't he didn't want to sing anymore, or he, he didn't want to sing as much. Or something. So John was like, well, I'll sing, but he was still kind of a mess. And they came out with right. like two more albums, which is just, which is just crazy to me. Right. Because a lot of these albums chart, you know what I mean? Like they don't chart and they're like, yeah, we're going to release this one about a ship called the wake of Magellan, which is, which was just, it, it was okay musically, but I mean, it just like nobody gave a shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wrote a song, yeah. he wrote an album about a boat, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then go was trying, Chris was trying to be, or not Chris, John was trying to be smarter than he wanted. To, you know what I mean? It was like, he was trying to be like, look at me. I'm a musician. I'm a so smart person, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and then they came out poets and madmen, which I mean, I'm a sabotage fan. I've still never listened to that album. <laughs> yeah, I think I, you gave it to me. I did. I, 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 I probably did. I probably got it like in a Columbia it. house thing or something. I was like, here, you want this? Cause I ain't gonna listen to it. And I, and I honestly, I've never, I think it's in my shed. I think it's outside. <laughs> I don't even go in the shed ever. I, I, I was going through stuff and I pulled it out. I was like, where the hell did I get this from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and and I'm going to eventually buy it here because it's actually kind of rare. It it only sold, according to the charts, it only sold about 20,000 copies, um, which is yeah. miserable. And that's when the band just broke up and just did the Trans-Siberian thing. Um, lately, there's been talk that they're going to they're going to cut potentially some new some new music. We'll see. John certainly has stayed busy. The guy came out with um, uh, Doctor Butcher which was like a single album of metal that he did. Yeah. Um, I don't think he toured on that. I don't know. I was, it was a, it was kind of strange. And then he did John Oliva's Pain. And it was two albums. And he said, for all intents and purposes, this is Sabotage without Chris. I don't know. But, you know, it, it, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was not as progressive as 
sabotage, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, it, it just depends on, you know, if it's Al Petrelli and Chris Cafferty and John, we'll see where they go. And then John has a solo record that I have. It was like, uh, some sort of, I can't even remember the name of it anymore. It was like a double <laughs> album, um, that I have. It was okay. Uh, but the guy is just, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just keeps getting album deals and making music and, and the, he, he, he has the in, I guess, in order to make records. I don't know what he promised or, or whatever, when he was just like, yeah, we could, I know we did that one about the boat. I got this idea. We can make this. All right, John. You know what I mean? Whatever you say, buddy, let's go ahead. Yeah. You haven't hit gold yet, but hey, 11 albums. Come on. Why not? Give it a shot. Got you sometime. Yeah. Maybe it'll go for you this time. It seems, seems like a winning idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. And it's not the only band that we listen to. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people didn't like Queensryche back in the day. And Queensryche uh, is another interesting band that also had like some issues because they have very strong albums in the early days. Um, oh like just, just like the first Rage like, for order is amazing. Yeah. Like the first four albums I think are just absolutely fantastic. And, um, uh, the first one's really kind of like an EP, you know, the Queens, right? I think it's just Queens, right? It's a lady wore black on it. Right. Yeah. And then there's, um, yeah, there's rage for order. The warning, the warning, like yeah, which is also great, and then of course, um, mind crime, right? Mind and crime. and empire is good too. Let's it, it got a little bit too much airplay, uh, it, it got a little bit stale, but it but but it's a good album. Um, and then after that, they kind of, I don't know, they got hit by the grunge thing and just sort of, uh, they didn't become grunge, but they just you know the music changed, the production values went down. Um, uh, it wasn't the same after that. Um, uh, they, they were trying to do some sort of like, Hey, we're a progressive band now and we're not going to do all that metal stuff. And it was just like, yeah, no one's listening to this, you know? Yeah. It's not good. No, nobody wanted to hear silent lucidity over and over again. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, cool song, but it got a little bit too, you know, I mean, it's not metal. It's not a metal song. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's, it's it's just a it's it's like a Pink Floyd song or something. And it's like you know, it's cool that Queens could do a song like that. But yeah, I mean, how many times can you listen to it? It's you know, they used to play right. these things to death back then. And but um, you know that that's just another band that just they got annihilated um a- after the whole changeover. And there and there were a lot of bands that did that didn't survive. Warrant was a very popular hair yeah. band. Um, Janie Lane drank himself to death, but uh, they tried to transition and failed. Um, yeah. uh, I, I probably, you know, I can think of more, I suppose, but then out of the blue, I mean, of I, course, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, all those bands just kind of went out of commission Motley Crue, Poison, uh, Rat, uh, you know. I mean, the only the only metal metal quote unquote metal bands that were still surviving were the big ones. You know what I mean? Like Maiden was still putting out albums, right? And even they had a new singer at the time, right? And people people I, liked it, but other but the original people were like, no. I think they it's cut like, their hair too, though. Like I think they were like, yeah, we don't have long hair anymore. Like that was like yeah, a they, thing everybody was doing. They were like, yeah, right, we're, right. we're all cutting our hair. Metallica, did, we're all right. You know, like Metallica is like we're the biggest band, you know. Of the time, and they're just like, yeah. Now we all have short hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And right. you're just like, what are you? What are you guys trying to? You're not fucking. What are you gonna wear? Grandma's sweater and jeans like Nirvana now too? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like Great White, White Snake, and like all those bands. That, you know, it was just like, no, nobody cared anymore. N- nobody cared except, except fucking somehow Pantera Diamond. came along and just, oh. just. Just owned it, right? They just no like, prisoners. right? They just were like, they doubled down on metal. I mean, that's basically what it was. They sort of yeah. started out as some sort of Def well, Leppard type of band in the first yeah, album or something. Teased hair and everything. Yeah, they were, and then they just were like, we're going to double down on on this uh, on metal, and and their albums were heavy. I mean, just heavy, but. Not, not death metal heavy. It was a different no. thing, you know. It was groove. It was groove metal. That's it. Was like the like you know how like you listen to the old Sabbath songs and they always have you could move your head to a Sabbath and you're like yeah that's a, that's a good you know that's it's just one note. That's all it is is a good groove though. You know what I mean? And that's what Pantera was was is it was just it was great grooves and Daryl was an was an amazing guitarist. 
who could just make the weirdest noises and the weirdest things and do it live. That it was just, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, listen, I, I wasn't that into pants. I had cowboys from hell, but I wasn't as into them as the rest of the, you guys were. Um, and and not negative on them or anything, but there was a, there was a, um, there was a, uh, how can I say this? There, there was a, uh, uh, you, you called it a groove, but it was like, there was a, an undertone of violence. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> when you hang out with like Dan or any of those guys, like when Pantera starts playing, like, um, some people wanted to throw down. I mean, it was just yeah. a, it was a more serious situation when Pantera was playing. Um, no, no, kind of ironic that their guitars got gunned down, but I mean, even, um, uh, when they had Phil Anselmo, I mean, that guy's voice was super low and, you know, bassy and he was just full of himself to the point where he, it just matched what they were playing. You know, it was just a different thing and yeah. they just owned it, man. Like they just, and they kind of, they kind of held metal together, I think, because it yeah. was all going progressive or gone. And, uh, I don't think any metal band that I can think of actually even tried to go from metal to grunge. I don't think anybody was like, we were metal and now we're grunge. I can't think of anybody that did that. It was like, you were just grunge that you were new or you were out. And, and, uh, like you said, some big bands, Metallica, Iron Maiden, et cetera. Some bands like, like Wasp stuck around. Well, Kiss. Kiss, Kiss tried to go the grunge route. Did they really? They they never released that album. Good. Uh, there's an album called, uh, Carnival of Souls. And if you listen to it, you're like, that's an Alice in Chains song. That sounds like Soundgarden. You know, you're just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, just musically, you know, lyrics are still. It just sounds like something Gene would have thought of to do. Yeah, he, that, well, that he did. He said that in an interview. He says, he goes, this next album is going to be like Alice in Chains, and like like darker and, and deep. It's just like, whatever. Always chasing the dollar, Gene. But, you right. know. Uh, but nobody else. I mean, you're right. There's nobody who was like, okay, let's go and be a grunge band now. There nobody, nobody successfully. Right. I mean, yeah. it was a uh, grunge was a short thing, but it, it, the record industry just it, amazingly just like shut down everybody that was making records, you know? Yeah. And um, maybe because, I mean, a lot of people make it sound like they just were like, they were suddenly interested in grunge and metal didn't exist anymore. But I, but I think it, you know, they're going to go where the album sales are. And, the, yeah. you know, the fact of the matter is, is that nobody was buying metal anymore. And uh, all the kids wanted the grunge rock. And so that's what they sold. But, I mean, there were winners and losers there, too. And, and we talked a little bit about that. A lot of them just ended up dead. Right. So, you know, it it, um, it didn't it didn't last that long. But there was a, a couple, a few summers there where the grunge was the thing uh, in the early 90s. But I went and bought the first Pearl Jam album at record exchange and this dude we went to school with was working behind the counter when i walked up and put it down he goes donnie anderson's buying pearl jam and i was like what and he's like i thought you were a metal dude and i was like i can like other types of music you know i was like what i can listen to other stuff he goes it's just strange that you're buying grunge i was like okay yeah fair enough no, I, I, I bought that. That's a great album though. I mean, 10, that's a great. Album. Yeah. Um, Nirvana's album was great. It, it didn't make any sense, but musically it was great. Um, uh, Alice in Chains' facelift was great. Alice in Chains, right. You're, you, you weren't much of an Alice in Chains guy. No, not really. Um, but I mean, they they had some airplay and so I, I like some yeah. of their songs. Um, Soundgarden. They did that temple of the dog thing. Um, yeah. Soundgarden was amazing. Um, not, not that I got into all of these, but we were also just at a different age. I mean, at that point I was trying to make it, <laughs> I didn't have yeah. money to go buy albums all the time and stuff like that, right. could buy some stuff, but I was also in the, you know, a different type of like the nineties alternative thing. I was more into like nine inch nails and that sort of thing yeah. that went on that. Yeah. I was going to say Lestat. Right. A little, little different direction on, on that. But I, I did buy a lot of the, um, the popular stuff too. Oddly, oddly enough, I was, I was just thinking that like, because here we are in high school and, and, you know, even with Oz and Rom and all these guys that we went to school with and your brother and stuff. And it's just like, this is metal church and this is this and this is here and this is suicidal and here's this, you know what I mean? And there was all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden grunge happened. Like you said, grunge happened. And me and Oz were sitting outside Midway Mall. We went in, we put our money together and bought a Nirvana, the Nevermind 
by Nirvana and came out to my car and we sat in the parking lot and listened to it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we were like, we got to figure out what this is all about. <laughs> and and we and we liked it. We were like, yeah, because it was aggressive and it was, you know, right. so it's like, but then, but it seems like after that whole, like as soon as grunge started, you just stopped hearing about everybody metal. You did. It was just, it was just, it was, it was, over. It was, it was it, to the point where like me and Oz and Ram and stuff like that, we all started listening. That's when we all started on our seventies kick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we started listening to go, we were like, well, let's go back to disco and let's go back to, you know, seventies <laughs> right. light rock, and right. Right. like all this stuff. And then, and then it's, it was, it was, it's just kind of strange how that worked out. You know, no, no, you're, you're it's like, there's no more new metal coming out. So this is what you're going to listen to, you know? Right. No, you're exactly. It was, and, and again, and your direction changed. Like everybody's, you know what I mean? That's like, right. that's, that's, that's the point I'm making. Like there was no, kinda, but there was no, again, there was no internet, man. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, and, and even if there was, uh, there wasn't, but even if there was, it still took a while from the internet to get to the point where we had. Uh, downloadable music and streaming music yeah. and stuff like that was more or less a recent invention uh, streaming and things like that, where you have this unlimited catalog of music, you know, uh, yeah. for most people, the Napster thing, you know, was maybe in the mid two thousands or something, but yeah, those early nineties days, uh, nothing. And, and so like if the radios and the producers and stuff said, we're not going to make albums anymore. What are you going to do? <laughs> you don't know where to go. You can't find it anywhere. It's not your record shop. You don't get a vote or anything. Right. It's just it's gone. You know, I mean, in Halloween they they got a different oh. singer um, that I wasn't into at the time, uh, and um, uh, but some of those you know Germany for some reason managed to hold on to metal. Like it was weird because when right. you did hear about metal, they were over there and. They were over there in Germany and, and, and some other European countries um, right. that were still doing like traditional metal. Like Dora Pesh managed to survive being a musician uh, over there. You know, Man of War hung out in uh, in, in Europe and yeah. everything. Um, some bands just managed to take it over there and, and, and hang on. Wasp, for instance. Wasp has managed to survive this entire time. I mean, it's probably been pretty threadbare at times, but Blackie Lawless never sold out, man. The guy right. just kept on making the same kind of music, you know, for the most part, uh, th this entire time, which is surprising. Um, but anyway, uh, this is an interesting little, um, flashback on, on metal and the way it kind of, it came in with this roar in like 80, you know, it, it, to the mainstream in like 87, 88. And for about five years, maybe total. We, if that. Yeah. If that we had, um, uh, I would say by 91, it was on its way to death. Right. right, right and and right. For, for sure. But I think we got out of high school still being long haired hippie metal for as well. I did. I don't know if it was, was grunge transitioning when you were in high school. Do you remember your last year? Uh, no, no. Because, right. because I think we were out of school when that started because yeah. I, I was, because we were still doing adversary and even, even we, if you think about it towards like when Tom left and everything, and it was still, we were still together with like Mark Shea or Kurt or whatever. And we would be like, Hey, why don't we do an Alice in Chains song? I remember actually bringing that up. Like, why don't we do an Alice in Chains song? So it's like, even we were, I was writing songs with Adam and they were grunge sounding. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was kind of strange. So even even like the local metal. No, I mean it, it was, but I mean it, it, I don't think you guys were playing with a lot of grunge bands at any point. I don't recall any. No, no, we weren't. We, right, we never, we never did. It, it was you know, but I it definitely glam died a death before anything else, and then the other right. ones just faded away too. But um, anyway, uh, a little nostalgia throwback thing there. But I was just thinking about it. Like when did metal become mainstream? And it was just kind of an interesting conversation. But let's switch gears before we oh. completely run out of time. I went and saw the Batman. Oh. Oh, sorry. You want well, your three hours back? No, it, it, it's okay. It, it was actually okay. But you know, the thing is like, it was, a it was, it was a, it was an okay Batman. Like it was like, um, it, it was too long, <laughs> right? Yeah. We've talked about this before, but I don't want to just criticize a movie because it's too long. It just seems to be the thing they're doing these days with, with movies is there. And it, and they also have this new thing called surge pricing. Have you heard about this? 
So movies now in the movie, the movie studios have basically agreed that movie theaters can charge a surge price. So when a big blockbuster movie is coming out, they can charge more for tickets for it. Hmm. So I don't recall what I paid, but um, I do know that apparently they were at least a dollar fifty more um, than they would be normally uh, because of this surge pricing thing. And so um, that's not great. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that at all. Like right, all that's right. going to do is make people say like, I'm not going to go because it'll be cheaper later or later. It'll just be on TV for free. Like right. I'm certainly not going to go day of and pay more. Like this is a bad idea. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell you guys all about like in spoiled movie or anything. I just want to talk about it in a general tone, right? It's, um, it's, it, it doesn't really deal with a lot of Bruce Wayne. Like it's not, there's not a lot of Bruce Wayne here. Like it's, it's really like there is a, uh, there's, there's some crimes going on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's behind them. I think everybody knows if you watched a preview and, um, and so he's going there as Batman uh, to, uh, to interrogate people or to look at, you know, a potential murder scene or, or where something happened or to get somebody pretty much, you know, almost always Batman almost. And uh, so there's no like Wayne industries and doing things there. There's no, you know, going to funerals and things like that, you know, as, as Bruce Wayne, it's like a, it's a pure Batman thing, which is, which is cool. Right. Um, and, uh, but uh, it's kind of like, I guess my only real problem with it, other than I don't like, I don't like the riddle thing because like, you know, it's not just this thing. I, I see this in other things and, and none of this was like something that actually happened, but the riddle thing is always just like bread and butter, peanut butter. And, and then, you know, somebody like Batman will be like jelly. And then they'll be like jelly. And he'd be like, He's talking about the Gotham Jelly Works. That's where <laughs> Wayne Industries had, yeah. uh, you know, founded their cash flow and, and, and ran it through there. Uh, so he must be at the Jelly Works. You know what I mean? And as an audience member, you're never going to you're never gonna figure that riddle out. You know what I mean? So there's no, like, you don't even have to sit there and think about it. You're just like, you're just hearing it and you're like, go ahead and speak your babble. You know what I mean? To put the clues right. together so you look smart or something and you you figured it out or, you know, because it's just it's just nonsense. You know, I, yeah. I hate I, I, I've never been a fan of that whole thing. Lots of shows do that stupid shit. But, um, you know, so uh, but like it 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 is just kind of like. um uh, It's like a noir picture. But there, but you just get this idea that like there's no, there's nothing that Batman's not going to handle. Like in the previews, you'll see guys like shooting at him in his in his armor proof, bulletproof outfit. But everybody's thinking the same thing in their head: shoot him in the face. <laughs> he doesn't have a, he doesn't have any <laughs> uh, protection on his face. Shoot yeah. him in the face. You know what right. I mean? Like nobody the shoots eyeball. the right. Nobody shoots the guy in the face. Like. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know it's just a comic book thing, but give me something, you know, have him like, you know, pop up like a metal shield or something over his face at the Texas bullets incoming or something. Like, give me something, right. like, give me something to believe in. And, and so, uh, you know how it is. And so, um, uh, but Catwoman type of thing. I think she did a good job. You know, um, I think it was okay. It's just that, you know, like, Batman's tired. Batman's tired. Like, yeah. and, and I think, I think it took him a while to even agree to do this. And, and I think it's just a tired thing. Like it's, it, we've been here now so many times over and over again. And, you know, no one's going to kill Batman. Batman's really not going to kill anybody. Um, you know, he's just going to plod his way through these things and um, get the bad guy. But, you know, the bad guy's going to get away again and you know it's just going to be glum and gloomy and and whatever raining yeah raining. just yeah raining and dark and and it's just it's just eh. 
I I I kind of I was thinking about this uh, yesterday or two days ago or something like that because that's what my girlfriend said. She was just like, seriously, another Batman movie, and I'm like, you know, you're right. Like, why are there so many Batman? And, and if you think about it, there's been quite a few over the past couple of years with Ben Affleck and the Justice League, and now this. It's just like, where is all this coming from? And and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, it's kind of like James Bond almost. Like, I like James Bond movies, and I'm not mocking them. I'm not saying they're bad or anything like that. But I haven't seen one since Pierce Brosnan or whatever was sure. James Bond. Yeah. Because because I got to the point where I was like, okay, James Bond, he's just going to do the same stuff that he's always done. He's going to get through, you know, he's going to get away from the bad guys, and he's going to stop the bad guys, and da 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 Right. And that's the same thing with Batman. And I was listening to NPR today because I listen to NPR. And uh, they were talking about it. These guys were talking about the new Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about the new Batman movie. And I was so happy to hear this person say, this this chick was just like, the, the, the interviewer was like, I'm being told that this is the first Batman movie where they're actually not dealing with the death of his parents, where they don't have gunshots in an alleyway. They don't have him as a kid and they don't have him growing up as an orphan. They don't have him, you know, he's, he's not just this rich kid who's an orphan and his parents died. And, and it's, it's, it just picks up the, whoever wrote it or directed it just made this movie as in, you guys know who Batman is. You already know who he is. We don't need to explain what right. his childhood was and all that stuff. And, and the girl that she's asking the question to goes, Oh my God, it's so refreshing to not have to watch that story again. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. I was just like, oh my gosh, finally they listened to me. Right. You know? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, is it's like I in a weird way, I mean, Affleck's Batman, you know, as a as a bit role Batman might make more sense for the DC universe going forward. They have more characters that really deserve the kind of money and director talent that's been going into Batman films, like, because they're not going into a lot of these other DC films. Uh, I think Warner who tends to do all the DC films is um, just real loose with these films. And we've talked about this and, and they, if they want to get to a Marvel level of selling billions of dollars in, in um, movie deals and stuff like they, they really got to tighten it up, man. They got to like, make sure these movies are good. You can't have a wonder woman part two come out. That's that atrocious. Like you just can't like, right. you've got to be able to put your foot down and say, this needs to be rewritten. You need to reshoot this. It's crap because some of this stuff is now this Batman's not, it's too long, but it's not, it's not crap, but there's lots of things that are. And I, and listen, I mean, we both grew up mostly reading Marvel. You read a little DC, but I mean, we both, we both like Marvel more, but DC does have a, 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 a large catalog, just like Marvel does. They've been competitive yeah. for a long time and uh, they can certainly do stuff other than Superman and freaking Batman uh, and, and do it well if they want to. And, and it, it's just like, you know, um, some of the TV show stuff isn't too bad, but it, right. it's, it's, um, it's not movie caliber stuff either. Like there's, they, they, they've got to kind of do something with these DC licenses if they want to, compete like in, in a good way because it's um they're just get like look let's all just be honest they're just getting killed by marvel i mean marvel's yeah. just dominant and the last thing we want i think and i'm speaking as we don't want marvel to buy dc out you know what i mean like we don't want them to own all those characters too because i like having an alternative thing like i like a i like a suicide squad idea if disney had that idea it might have been a more popular movie but I think the tone of it would have been completely different, you know? Right. And, and I think that, you know, having another company out there making superhero movies that can be edgy uh, is is good. Um, but they got to tighten it up. Like, if they're able to do, like, a Christopher Nolan and have three successful Batman movies, uh, they can certainly do that with some of these other films. Like, yeah, you don't have to make Aquaman the greatest thing ever, but... Could have been better. I mean, you know, Wonder Woman, the first one was was good, but the second one was ass. You know, and I'm sure they'll do a third one. I hope the third one's good. I, I don't uh, know. I don't. I haven't seen any of them. I've never seen Aquaman, Wonder Woman, one or two. I didn't see the Ben Affleck. I've seen bits and pieces of Justice League and the, and the Ben Affleck Batman, but I'm just... 
it's just I'm just you know what I mean. I'm over it. It's just like okay, I don't. He's just gonna do the same stuff he's always done. He's gonna get. He's gonna pull a rope out of his belt. He's gonna shark repellent. Just you know, <laughs> be able to beat people up. Stuff. Shark this repellent. Is, no, you're you, listen. I don't. I didn't watch um, any of that either. I I did watch um, Aquaman. It was trash. Um, the first Wonder Woman is okay uh, because right. Gal Gal Gadot or whatever. She's yeah. um she's charismatic enough that she's, she's like, she'll keep your interest in watching. I don't mean that in a, in a, um, in a sexual way or anything. I mean, she's just as an, as an actor, she's, she fits that role. She's just really tall and athletic. And, you know, she has a nice personality about her and the story was written well. So the first wonder woman is, is worth watching. The second one's trash. And, um, I just think that, uh, uh, you know, they can do better. There's more characters, yeah. man. There's more characters, and and it, it's, well, it's kind of yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's funny because in the TV shows they 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 show more newer characters, not new as in like just created, but right. They show more new characters than any of the movies do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's and it's like I just read something about this last season of uh, what is it? Legends. The, the, yeah. The, what are Legends of Tomorrow? And they're like. They introduced Booster Gold, and I was like, "Okay, now that's not somebody I know." Right. I know. Who, I mean, I know who he's. I know the name because I hung out in a comic book shop. Yeah. So I, I've seen the comic books. I never read him. I never did anything. You know what I mean? I yeah. here or there, you see him once or twice, and it's like, and then you hear they're introducing Booster Gold, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, about time." <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. even though, even even though I'm not a, a reader of that character or i don't really know that story of that character i still know the character and the, the fact that it took this long just for them to introduce that one guy <laughs> you know it's right like, you still got you know martian manhunter and you still got the blue beetle and you still got like all these you know different people it's just like they're just doing it wrong they just, right they're, they're doing they're, it wrong yeah no 100 uh, th- that's it exactly and and they need to kind of I don't know. Maybe Warner didn't. Maybe DC should get a deal with Sony, or maybe not Sony, but I mean, maybe Paramount, somebody else that's not owned by Disney, and and uh, take it in a different direction or something that somebody can do a better job with the the license because it has the potential to be big. The, the DC has a lot of fans, and and uh, you know they don't need to make Hostess fruit pie um, type movies. They they need to do right. um, uh, you know take take these licenses and and be creative with them like. Marvel has done and, you know, slash Disney and, and, um, uh, you could at least make them more, um, look, they know what they're doing. Like, even though I'm not a big Batman dude, I'm sure most of the people that, I mean, it got good reviews. It's like 83% of Rotten Tomatoes. Lots of people probably went out and saw it. Lots of people like Batman. I'm sure everybody thought it was serviceable. Um, they know what they're doing with Batman, right? They're making money with Batman and, uh, they, 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 they don't seem to really know what they're doing with anybody else. I guess that's my, yeah. my main concern. Even with like Superman is just like, we've done him to death and, and we don't need another origin story about Superman. And, um, you know, if they wanted to introduce his weaknesses and things like that, then, um, other than kryptonite, like magic and all this other stuff, uh, you know, they could certainly take the character there if they want to. I think Superman's a little bit boring, but on the whole, they have a, 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 a wide, um, selection of characters and, and they can certainly do better but all right anyway i think we're done you got anything else you want to say dan uh i love comic books Woo! Yeah. and i love metal I, I love heavy metal heavy metal um, my favorite color favorite color is blue my favorite type of music is heavy metal music <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we'll be back uh, next week. And don't forget, folks, you can always write us at oblast at uh, vgn.us. And uh, if you've got topics or anything that you'd like us to talk about on the show, um, because if you're sitting there going to yourself like, I'm tired of hearing about comic books and uh, <laughs> sabotage, yeah, Boba Fett and whatever you guys are talking about, right. we'll be happy to talk about whatever you'd like us to focus on. Just send us some Please. suggestions and and uh, we we'll do our best. I mean, we don't we don't really care what you people want. We're just doing this to talk to each other. If it ends up being like something you want to hear about air conditioning repair, I mean, maybe we'll have uh, um, Gillian. Gillian. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, you know, we're just uh, the week goes by. I, you know, honestly, 
we, we went real quick. We went to that. Uh, I went to that wake. You know, I don't know if you oh, went. Okay. Did, did you go? I did not. No, no. Uh, it's okay. And um, it was a heavy metal wake, though. Like I was, I had tennis shoes on, black slacks, and a button down because I had to go into work. Um, yeah. And uh, I was overdressed by yeah. far. By yeah. far. I felt awkward shaking her son's hand because I think he probably looked at me and was like, you don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, so like. You don't know my mom. Right, right. You know, and it's like I, I didn't want to explain it. I, I, you know what I mean? I just was like, put my head down, just moved on. Um, right. But, uh, you know, I. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So it's like, but other than that, like. I don't do a whole lot all week. I work at home. I don't see a lot of anybody. Um, So it's sort of like I don't have a lot of uh, current, uh, other than my health problems, stories to tell um, about things that are going on uh, that are interesting and exciting. I wish that was different. Um, but well, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't necessarily want bad things to happen to make interesting radio or anything. Sure. But, um, I, you know, kind of got to go with what I know and, and, uh, take it from there. And, you know, just like you, I mean, if I'm sure if something exciting happened at work, you would maybe remember it and talk about it and, you know, but, uh, yeah, if nothing happens, it's week to week. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about. So right. s- send us some suggestions, folks. Oblastedvgn.us. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about them on the show. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.